Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 98. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. Uh, I think that basically the way we're going to set it up is we're going to put a little ribbon on the World Series, talk about that for a little bit, then we'll talk about how close or far our two teams are, and wherever we go, we go. And then once free agent starts and there's movement, we will jump right on for another episode. That, that's how we're going to deal with it. And we can do some speculation today. That's fine, too. But uh, in the absence of news on that, we'll, we'll just sort of read and react. Uh, listen, we all hate the Astros. <laughs> like I said, except for like the 300,000 people in the world, right? And Mattress I, Mac. I was happy for Christian Vasquez. Yeah. And I thought he got kind of hosed. I mean, I guess Maldonado is a good catcher, and they had this thing where he was sort of the personal catcher for a couple of their starters. Which like I, for every starter? But I think it's a bunch of garbage. I think, And the same thing is, like, I didn't think Trevino – I don't think Trevino is a better catcher than Christian Vasquez. So, like, I, I just think that – and I think they finally realized it because they stuck him – what, they DH him or something? Yeah. And he hit an RBI in, in the decisive I didn't realize how six. long Maldonado has been around. I, don't, I, I remember just, Candy Maldonado. Remember right. Candy Maldonado Maybe that's back in the day? Yeah, with Pittsburgh? No, who did he play for? I think he played for some with Milwaukee, I believe. I so. remember. I do remember Candy Maldonado. But this Maldonado's been around for like 12 seasons. Either way, I, I think Vasquez that. got it. I think he's a great catcher. I do. I think he's great. And so we'll see. He's, he's your Red Sox holdover. You, you, got the, you tell that. me you don't think he's good. No, I think he's good. But, I mean, if he was that great, the Red Sox probably wouldn't have got rid of him, right? No, they didn't want to. They don't think they were going to pay him. And they thought they could get something well, in return. We'll see what he gets in the open market. We'll see. We'll see if he ends up back in Boston. Don't get edgy with me, Jonathan. JBJ's a free agent. People are lining up to get him. I think his career is probably yeah, over. I think so but too. the other thing I was happy about was was Dusty Baker. Yeah. I don't have any personal. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and that, that was like my one takeaway. I think I was I was happy for Dusty Baker to finally get his World Series. I, I can't believe that dude's never won a World Series. Why, why does he wear gloves on his hands all the time? I don't know. Is he like a Baker? Is there some skin thing he's got or something? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like touching things. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's like a it's term weird thing? though because he used to wear batting gloves all the time, but now he wears like those CSI gloves. Maybe it's just because it's 
like more warmer. breathable or so. I don't yeah, know. It's just strange. It is. Maybe it's one of those things like no one ever asked them, or or it was asked a long time ago, and it's like that was it. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to broach that subject. We're gonna have to deep dive into that. So it's, it was like his fourth World Series. I don't know. He's been in a bunch of World Series, yeah. and and he never won it. And there's something about him that just seems like he is this connection. I even think more than Larusa. Like a, he connects you to the past in the game in a way that I don't get that much anymore. Remember when his kid ran out in in the field, like when they were trying to score, like two players. Was that when he was San in San Francisco? Francisco? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this kid plays baseball now, and it, that was that's Darren Baker. He plays he plays minor. He's in the minor leagues. I think he came up for the Nationals. Had a, a cup of bit. coffee. Yeah, Had yeah. A cup of coffee this year, but yeah, he was uh, he was there celebrating too. It's just amazing. Like you look back on this World Series and you think, you know, it's a four to two swing, right? And Unfortunately, we had the Phillies going in seven and six, I think we said, right? Yeah, they were up 2-1. Yeah, everything looked great. And then it was just like, you know, they, they just stopped playing. Of course, going back to Houston is tough. But when you look at the numbers, right, they didn't really outscore them by much. They outscored them by like four runs. What they did is out-hit them, and they out-timely right. hit them. The, the, the Phillies looked like they just, especially the last game, especially game six, it was almost like they gave up. Game six, it, it just looked like they were which just is, defeated. Which is strange what I would say is, I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. Say they they just don't make contact enough as a team. No, and like the Astros, it was like I, I look back and I think it was like forty one hits to like the, the Phillies, like thirty, right? Forty seven to like thirty. That's seventeen hit differential. Like that doesn't matter how you look at it. That's going to impact you of over the course of a series, right? Like that's not just one hit. Like oh, he flared a ball to right. Like seventeen hit differential is big. Well, I, I think that you can make the extrapolation that it reveals a kind of a fundamental flaw in the roster. If you don't have enough contact hitters and don't put the ball in play, you produce seventeen fewer hits over six games. Well, you're a home run hitter leadoff. It's like the Yankees, but the Yankees it was working for him because Judge had that the whole season, and then the World Series comes. They're like, oh, we can't bat him leadoff. We're gonna just screw our lineup up, right? right. So, but yeah, but again, you got Schwarber batting leadoff. So, like you said, it does speaks volumes to that. The thing that I keep thinking about, and maybe it's because I don't watch baseball as much on TV as you do, so you can correct me. I know that they have it down to a science and they'll chart it, but I felt like the strike zone was too tight and too small. And I, I, but that bothers me. Like, I, I'm a big fan of human error. I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it with balls and strikes unless it's that one guy. What's his name? Who's so bad? Angel um, Hernandez. Yeah, but, but ironically, we had we had a perfect game called for an umpire. I forget the dude's name, but it was like game one or two. Yeah, but even two. still, I feel like the strike zone is too small. I, I just, I think we need to need to. I, I, it, I thought other than that one game, I thought the umpiring was pretty rough as far as the strike zone. I thought they were all over the place. They were calling. I mean, that one one Schwarber was walking off the field on the one. Yeah, and that that umpire, I feel like he was a little bit out of his league. I don't want to say he was old. But I feel like he was just a little confused a little bit. Like yeah. he had a little few Biden moments in there, I feel <laughs> Stop like. It. Like he uh, was walking out to like like he was gonna almost call time. Next thing you know, like they're ready to pitch. Yeah. He's like, guy, let's go get back in here. Yeah. I felt bad for Philly. I'll just say this one postscript. I liked the Philly story, even though I don't love the city. And the the Dave Dombrowski storyline was really interesting to me. And I, I, I would have been I would have much preferred that, even though I don't love their fans or, or the city particularly that much. But that makes me think of it. OK, this is where we're going to spin things forward. John, John Senecal, Brian Shackman here, episode 98 of Fanbase, a deep dive in the greatest rivalry in sports is that what you end up seeing is that if you take out Bryce Harper and maybe half a Schwarber. The, the Phillies wouldn't even have been close to this World Series. And so, to me, it revealed that they're a flawed team. Whereas Houston, 
is pretty close to perfect. And what is it going to take? To, now, I'm not saying they're a dynasty. I mean, two series in six years, and one of them was blemished, and one of them in the six years was the COVID one, which really doesn't count. So they're clearly one of the top two teams in baseball over the last five years, right? Yeah. So what do the Yankees and then what do the Red Sox need to do to get close to that? And, like, the Red Sox are not even close. No. And when you look you look at the Astros now, right, so they could lose Justin Verlander, right, and they could lose a hand, handful of other players, but – you could lose Justin Verlander and still have a six-man rotation on that team. Sure, of of, of players that are proven winners that have a track record. So and give Valdez more give worse. Valdez more confidence after right. what he's done. They're I mean, not going to get any worse, and that's the scary thing, right? So you talk about building a dynasty. Well, obviously, like you got to be an idiot not to think not to know that, right? Like that's four World Series in six years, and you won two of them. Regardless of what you say about 2017, you still got there, right? Yep. If you're cheating the whole season, who cares? You still got there. Get over it. They're a good team, like, and they're not going to get worse. And what the Yankees and the Red Sox need to do, like you said, yeah, I do believe the Red Sox are a little bit further away. The Yankees played way above their ceiling this year. We know that. But the Yankees, I think they need to take that chance. They need to be the team that— What is the chance, The chance though? is going with someone like an Anthony Volpe or a Peraza and, and, and not going with that Josh Donaldson and saying, well, like Cashman said, well— Gio Shell is not Josh Donaldson. It's like, well, yeah, Josh Donaldson had his time. There's going to become a time, hopefully, when Anthony Volpe has his time and they can move on from him. But you're not going to be able to give those players opportunities like you give a Jeremy Pena an opportunity and let Carlos Carlos Correa walk. Like, you got to look at but it you, as part of, like, if the Yankees are built to win a World Series, you say that every year, right? But then you could look at them on paper and you're like, this team, there's no way this team's going to win a World Series. So, there was, and it's been, this has been going on forever. In 1996, Derek Jeter wouldn't have been the starting shortstop if Tony Fernandez didn't break his arm. So, but here's the so question: got to take a chance, is what I'm saying. Right, but then you got to vote. But the chance for me isn't that the kid doesn't do well and the team doesn't win. The chance for me is that the kid is too early, doesn't do well, and his confidence is destroyed well, forever. Mike Trout came up too early, and he went back down, and look what happened there. Okay. So if he's got the if he's got the if DNA, he's enough, got the you're DNA. Make it. Okay. Right. All right. There's a huge disparity in in, in baseball. We talked about this between Double A and and the majors. The Arizona Fall League All Star Game was just the other night over the weekend, and those are mainly players that are Single A, Double A players, like no pretty much higher. But they're the top prospects right. in the game, and they're interviewing some of these players. And they're talking about how much the game got crazy up from the single A to the double A level. And in terms of the skill, the job. skill set, it, it, and it, it, they were just and guys like Jordan Walker for the Cardinals, who is a huge prospect. And they're talking about how fast the game got and how much how stronger and how much better the pitchers are. Hmm. And if you don't recognize that by at that point, you're probably not going to be good enough to make it. Hmm. So you know we've talked about that. If you can play double A, you should be able to play the majors. But I, I'm a firm believer. Like, like Yankees got Jason Dominguez, who tore it up this year, had a great year, and tore it up in the fall league. There's no reason you shouldn't go into spring training as an organization thinking, I want this dude to be an outfielder next year. I want him to win a spot. Right. But don't do something stupid and be like, well, you know, it's a progression kind of thing, and we're going to just start him in A and we're going to work him up to A and we're going to hopefully get him up here in 2024, maybe at the end of 2023. Sends the wrong message. What's, what's, the, what's the message and what's wrong with it? It's wrong because you're, not, you're basically telling the person you don't have an opportunity to do what you, you're, you're, we thought you were capable of when you drafted you. The Orioles did the same thing to Adley Rushman three years ago. They basically said he was not going to make the team. And I'm thinking, if I'm Adley Rushman, I'm thinking, screw you if it comes time to sign. You think I can make the team? I was good enough, and I made the team later the, the year after that. 
but I probably could have made that team. And I'm, if I hear that in spring training, well, Adley's just going to be playing in double. Well, a I mean, year. listen, your point is it should be a meritocracy. It should be if he's good enough, he's good enough. And they determine that. I, I, I understand that. I all. get the progression thing, but there's a time. Like, look, at the Yankees took a chance in the 90s with a bunch of young guys, and it set a spark. set a spark in them. And they were, they but they were also good enough. And they, they were, were also enough. special I'm players. I'm the early 90s. The Mosses, the Azokars, the Stankowitzes. That got the ball rolling. It got away from the whole, we got to sign this guy to a 14-year deal and stuff. Now, I, I say that as Aaron Judge hangs out there, but that's a whole different story. That's not going after the bonehead. Right. Older guys who always like a Donaldson. So what I would say is this: I I don't reflect that exactly, but what I would say is I'm a firm believer in you got nine starters, right? Two or three should be pre-arbitration, two or three should be arbitration, and three to four should be free agents. And if you have to go six plus free agents, you're doing something wrong. And so to your point, that's sort of like the Yankees aren't in line with that right now. They're not they're not playing enough of their the guys they have under wraps for X amount of years. They just don't have enough of those guys and I think that they should. And if they're not if they don't have enough or are good enough, then that's on that's their that's the problem with their system, right? Whereas I think the Red Sox finally have with Cassis and, and, and one or two others, they have the ability now to do that. And hopefully he'll be better than Dalback was in terms of the progression department because mm-hmm. Dalback never got any better. Uh, in terms of the Red Sox, they're not two or three players away. So the question is, you have to start with the foundation, which is you got to sign Xander and hopefully can find a way to, to extend Devers, and then you start. You know what I mean? That's not a starting point to being competitive. That's a starting point to survival. Like, right. the Red Sox are two steps away from being competitive. They need to find a way to survive, mm-hmm. and then they can be. Whereas the Yankees, if they lose Aaron Judge, they're in the same spot as the Red Sox. Right. And so... Which shows me, and then when you read headlines we talked about last time about you know maybe the San Francisco Giants or whatever, they're if they really feel like it's important to compete for a World Series, it starts with re-signing Aaron Judge, and they're going to overpay for him by a huge margin, and that could screw up their economics, and I don't know what that does. Yeah, we talked about this. It, 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 I'm I get nervous that if the Yankees don't come out the gates and give him something that it might scare him off and he sees this sees this big huge contract dangling out there from san francisco or the mets or 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 whoever whoever i I get nervous about that but i do want to talk real quick before we get to the free agency thing um you talked about you know players coming up and moving on i look at it like so the, the yankees have free agents like rizzo opted out um you know, all signs point to him coming back, but there's Ben Attendi, right? So everyone would say, oh, sign Ben Attendi, right? You're on the hook for Donaldson, but why not let Ben Attendi go and give one of these younger guys is he an, Is he a free agent? He's a free agent, right? So he's not a Yankee next year, or a guy like Aaron Hicks would be like, listen, we're done. We're just cutting you loose. We're going to eat your $10 million. Instead of him just hanging around, Right. that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, you got to just say, listen, this guy hasn't been doing it. He's not right. going to do it, and you just let him go. Plenty of teams eat contracts. You can eat a contract, and you. I don't think you should be worried about luxury tax. Is what I'm saying on something like right, that. Right, but if they keep Cashman and, and Boone, it kind of tells me that they're they're more leaning toward a bunch of status so. quo stuff. So I don't know. Um, but let's quickly talk a little free agent stuff. And I mean, I think it's okay to talk about Aaron Judge every single time we get together. I just don't. I don't know how the Yankees can not sign him. So I think it's one of those things where. I don't know if it comes from Steinbrenner. I think it's going to be you do everything you have to do to get it done. And 
I think that means that sometime this week he's gonna get, it's gonna be more years. So it's you gonna. Think, you think the Yankees will will pounce before the window because how it basically works? They have like a five day window right. to exclusively negotiate with the team that you were playing for. So basically, a week after the World Series, call it. I'd fr- I'd freaking give him. You know, if I were the Yankees, I don't That's think I don't think he's worth about, it. Right? I'd give him some equity in the stupid franchise. I right. mean, like honestly, like if you really if you really believe in this, and I would give him fewer years and find some other incentive to the keep captain, him. The equity, something, something, something. I I don't I I don't see how the Yankees don't move forward without Aaron Judge. Like they can't do it. It's it's like with Bogarts with me, honestly. Like if I were a Yankee fan and they don't sign Aaron Judge, I would want to kind of quit on the team. Well, not only that, like Xander Bogarts didn't just go out and break one of the biggest American League records. Right? No, like you don't. You're gonna let a player like that who just carried your whole season, swept up the whole country around your team. Now you didn't go to the World Series because obviously it wasn't just Aaron Judge. Not hitting was the problem, and then he leaves. Like what? Like, what do you yeah. say? Like, how's that? How does that press conference go afterwards? What are you going to say? Like, basically, you're basically going to say. That's what I'm saying. My I point don't is, know what you say. my you point is, they, left. The, my, that's ex, you're exactly right, and that is the point. There's they don't have a. There's no choice here. There's no decision to be made. There's no debate. I, I mean, it's not so even. So what do they give him? See, that's the thing I don't understand because I I think that with his I know he's been healthy the last couple of years. I think eight years is insane. Well, he's good. he's thirty one, right? He just turned thirty one. Right. He'll be thirty two in the middle of next season. So eight years puts him at forty, right? Not a math genius, but it puts him at forty at the end of his contract. And you might end up eating two to three years of that. He to be can, quite he honest, DH and do all that stuff. So hopefully he stays healthy. Chances are he'll miss one season over that being hurt somehow, scattered around there. But you never know with the DH. Um, so eight eight times fifty would be four hundred. I'm not saying it would be that, but that it, it, so it would be six times fifty would be three hundred, and so I think that you're somewhere between six and three hundred, and eight and four hundred. So I originally was saying from the get go after like, they, he turned it down, I was saying then I say six three hundred right fifty million a mm-hmm. year. With some incentives on the back end, give them one percent of the team. Yeah, and then say, you know, if you uh, uh, there's an option, uh, give them give them a player Something. option on the first year, and then a performance option on the second year, which totals it out to eight years, little bit below four hundred million over that eight years, right? So you give them a little bit back on on the back end, but I don't see any reason if you're going to pay Max Scherzer forty three million dollars a year that Aaron Judge can't get fifty. Okay, so if they offer him a way to make four hundred over around four hundred over eight years. And that's within this five day window. Does he take it? I would think he'd be crazy not to. I mean, with and, and you could be a, you'd be a Yankee for life. You end your career with the Yankees. Obviously, no trade clause or whatever. Um, and how could you say no to that? Like, li- listen, what are they going to give you more out in the West Coast? They're going to give you ten million dollars more a year. No, they're going to give you peanuts compared to that a year. A couple million dollars. No team is going to give him six sixty million a year. No team's going to give him fifty five million a year. Fifty million is gonna is gonna blow people's hair. Sure. Back. Oh, then it gets to the question that if he does not accept it or even listens to other offers, that what shows you it? that he's not necessarily committed to being a Yankee for life. And so the, the it'll be really Slippery telling on, on both sides what this week does. And so, so uh, do they offer or do they sit and wait? 
it's a slippery slope. See, if the Red Sox, I think it's more likely that they should sit and wait because Xander's not worth as much in the open market. But 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 Judge is worth at least Judge as is much. Judge a bona fide free agent, right? There's a lot of guys that are opting out and doing their thing and trying to get more money. Judge is a bona fide free agent, and this is like the first time in a while that we've had literally one dude that we can look at. There's been the other year Manny and Harper were free agents and a couple other years there was other guys. But this is like everybody's going to be waiting for Judge to do it right. and figure it out. And hope, I'm, hopefully it's not one of these where it pushes out until March like Manny and Bryce in that year they did. My, um, my, my thing now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm just going to end with this. If he doesn't sign within this five-day exclusive window, he's he, gone. He's gone. Yep. That's what I feel. I, I would say that that is a big chance. It's a big chance, especially if the Yankees come out, like we said. If they offer him something in this five-day window and he and he turns it down or looks elsewhere, that, that that's telling. Yep. That's very telling. And then and then the Yankees are, are screwed. Unless they come out and they're like, you know, $35 million a year, which was like $3 million more a year than they offered him before. Like, I think they'd be crazy to do something stupid like that. they got to give him Scherzer money. Or- sure. Well, that's the thing is, like, my, my whole thing is, is what— 50 just seems like a number you don't want to be the first to get to. Right. So what if the AAV is like 45, 48? You know, is that something? And who's, I don't know his rep. Is is he, is he a? That's a good question. He's not a. What, I think if it was Boris, we'd hear that. He's now. not Boris. He doesn't he? seem like a Boris guy. I don't know. I, don't I did think see Xander his wife ran the New York City Marathon. She's tiny. She was stacked, sandwiched in between Giancarlo and. Uh, That's the weird thing him. about Giancarlo. I always feel like he's smaller than Judge, and he really isn't. No, he's like an inch smaller. I, think. I know, but he's it's like, like six seven. It, that dude's crazy big. He just looks like a professional wrestler. He's, looks like The Rock. He is huge. He's crazy big. He is huge. And you uh, see her between the two of them. It's like she's got to be what five two. They could just lean into them and crush her. It looks like they could just lean together and just squish her. Funny. I'm just gonna see if they're big dude. Is it Boris? It can't be Boris. If it was Boris, we'd know. He makes it. He makes it. Makes it more about himself than his clients usually. It's true. Anyway, is it Jay Z? Please say it's Jay Z. You can't do this to me. I. It, it, I, don't, I don't. The Google hasn't told you who Aaron Judge's agent is yet. Lee Steinberg? No, he's not his agent, is he? It can't. It has to be Boris. It would have been. It would have been like. It literally would have been the first thing if it was Boris. So it's definitely not Boris. All you see is Lee Steinberg, and I. Don't, I don't know if he's his agent. No, I don't think he's. I don't think he is. It says David Matranga. Well, David Matranga is about to get very rich if it is David Matranga. If he's getting 15% of this next kind of They don't get 15%. If he gets 3%, he's going to be very rich. At 3% tops. I mean, that's, there's no. Everybody gets a slice. Everyone gets a piece. All right, listen, we got to go. Uh, this has been episode 98 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.